Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the United Cloud podcast. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, who's going to be my co-host for the foreseeable future, and that's Zan. Zan's the admin of United Belief, and he's a very big Manchester United fan. Uh, however, unfortunately, he couldn't quite catch a game today. Uh, what, from what you've heard about the performance and the result, what, what are your opinions on it? I have heard from most people and rival fans will let you know that it was a poor performance all around and that we didn't deserve to win but at the end of the day. But all that matters is the result and we got the three points, which is needed, especially after the loss to Palace last week. Yeah, certainly. Um, and, you know, I think it was quite hysterical the way that we won as well. You see the way that, you know, the whole Neil Moore page shenanigans and the crying uh, that he did. Uh, and then and then the way that he gave away the penalty in the 100th minute for Fernandez to score. It was just vintage and you couldn't have really written it better, to be honest. Um, you know, you... You talked about, you know, getting the three points and that's something that top teams are really, really good at. You know, you look at Liverpool last season, you look at United of old, the, the United teams we've been so accustomed to watching under Sir Alex Ferguson. And that's something that I think we really lacked as a quality in this in this group of players. Um, I, yeah, personally, I think that it was a, at the end of the day, we didn't deserve to win at all, but it was really, really important that we got the three points. And, you know, wh- where do you think, where do you think that will see... See United go with a team that we've got. Uh, again, we've got Tottenham next, of course. How do you feel we'll do in that? I think, well, it all depends, really, because even if we can bring in transfers now, will, will they be gelled by then? And with Spurs, they've obviously, they're improving all the time, linked with Skriniar right now, already brought in Bale and, and others. But I think, I think it'll be a close game. You can never write us off, especially in big games, especially with how well we've done from the past seasons and with Oli as the manager. Mourinho will obviously want to win this against his against his old club, but I yeah. think we sh- I think we should be fine. I think we should be fine in that. Yeah, I mean, you saw you saw after the game with Solskjaer bantering Mourinho's comment about the about the goalposts and all that. So you know, it looks like there's already a bit of tension starting ahead of that one. But uh, I mean, I think un- undoubtedly, if we want to win that game, the key man has got to be the man whose name's always in the in the headlights these days, and that's Bruno Fernandez. What do you think about him? Rival fans don't rate him. Don't know why. He always <laughs> well, gets well. He always gets a goal and assist. He's the most important player in our team right now, and I don't think anyone anyone can deny that. If you look at how much of an impact he's had since he's came in. Yeah, no. The best part about him seems to be that you know he can play. He can play however he plays. You know, he might have a two out of ten game overall. He might have a ten out of ten game overall. But he's always going to guarantee you a goal contribution pretty much every game. I think he's got more goal contributions than he's actually played Premier League games for Manchester United, um, which is amazing. You talked about you know him being the most important player on the team. For me, yeah, I mean certainly he is the most important player of the team. But I think, you know, there's a good case to be made for Nemanja Matic. You know, he's an excellent defensive midfielder and he's a very unique player in our squad. What, what, what do you think about him as well? Like, he, I thought he was very good today too. He's just got the awareness that none of our other midfielders have defensively. He'll always fill in for the centre-backs. And it, although he won't always be the deepest pl- player in the midfield, which is sometimes Pogba, which I don't think is right, but I guess we'll get onto that in a bit. He's just vital. Fred can't do that role. McTominay can't do that role. We need someone to do it, and he's the best at our club to do it in right now. Yeah, no, I certainly agree. And, you know, you look at the he wins the ball back. Like, there was a counter-attack today with uh, Trossard and Connolly, I believe. And Matic just got a little foot in there, you know, to, to, to break down the, the attack, which is quite dangerous. You know, our centre-backs are completely isolated. Even if he doesn't win the ball back, he's such an intelligent footballer. There's not, you know, I struggle to think of any footballers in the entire world who have actually got, the awareness to defuse bombs and you know stop problems before they um 
before they become a serious threat. You know, he, he sees a danger before it is a danger. Um, and I think that's an attribute that you really don't see too often unless you completely watch the game with an Emmanuel Matic goggles on and just keep following him around. You know, he's a really, really important player. But, uh, you know, his partner in midfield has obviously been Paul Pogba. And, uh, well, I mean, you watch a Crystal Palace game um, and you've seen what's happened with regards to the Brighton performance. And Pogba has come under a lot of scrutiny from our own fans, rival fans and the media. He's not been at the highest levels we expect from him. What's your, what's your take on the whole Pogba situation right now? I think there's two problems with Pogba right now. One, he's just come back from coronavirus. He's, he, won't be, he obviously won't be fully fit yet. And he gets compared to our other creative midfielders in Fernandes and Van der Beek, Fred McTominay. But the thing is, he's so good that Solskjaer expects him to play deeper, which isn't his position. We all know that far deep position is not his. And he's just not able to create as much from there. And he loses the ball there more because he's just not used to the position. But he would be even he would be under even more scrutiny if he wasn't Paul Pogba as well from what we see in the news all the time about him but he just needs to find his feet and I'm sure he'll be be back to one of the best midfielders in the world I mean yeah I mean you know on paper Paul Pogba Paul the Beal Pogba the World Cup winner is one of the best midfielders in the world and I, I disagree with you I believe that he is quite good in the deep situation obviously it means he doesn't get all the the goals and the assists but I think he did a really good job in there in lockdown and it was very underappreciated and underrated by you know us as fans the media rival fans everybody I think I don't think anyone gave him the credit he really truly deserved um and I'm, I'm sure he'll get back to those levels uh you know, obviously playing as forward and as advanced as he would because of Bruno Fernandes. And I think Bruno Fernandes is probably better in that position than Pogba is. But Pogba, you know, he's not, he's, he's been a little bit complacent for me. I think his, his passing has been a bit lacklustre. He's been a little bit carefree. But then that often happens to players when they've just come back from an injury or, or in his case, illness. And, you know, for him, he's only played 120 odd minutes this season. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll kick on. And I see people wanting him out and saying, oh, you know, Pogba's this, Pogba's that, Pogba's not good enough Manchester United, Pogba wants out. No, I, I, he, he, he is a good midfielder. Um, people are too quick to forget that. You know, people are too quick to forget most things. You know, modern football fans are quite reactionary, I find. And it's very important that we remember that Paul Pogba has a lot of quality and he is going to be a very important player for Manchester United moving forward. And I just hope he signs that contract. Um, anyway, where do you think we can improve on for the, for the game against Spurs? Obviously, you know, we weren't at our best today. Who, who, who are you looking for? Obviously, we talked about Pogba, but who are you looking for most improvement from? Personally, I think it's not really an, a matter of who needs to improve in the team. I think we just need to bring in the new players. And Jadon Sancho, if we can bring him in before that Spurs game, will be absolutely vital. The creativity he has of that right wing, and even the left wing if Rashford isn't playing well, would just be game-changing for that. Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, it's, it's, it's only a week left of the window and it seems pretty mad, but, you know, it, we've not got much time to secure that Sancho signing. And I mean, hopefully we can get Tellers in as well. And I mean, we're going to have a little bit more insight into that um, in the midweek when we get our little, uh, we're going to get a little football journalist on, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll touch on that a bit later. But uh, anyway, you yeah, know, I, I, I think Sancho will be absolutely crucial crucial signing for this team to make to improve and go to that next level um, you know you look at the impact that Bruno Fernandes had and there's only there's only so much that one player can do of course but I think Sancho is a generational talent he's a world-class player and the improvement he'll have to this team you know it can't be under underappreciated I, yeah you know Mason Greenwood on the right wing is obviously an excellent player but I think 
bringing Sancho into the options we have in attack and having the four of Martial, Greenwood, Sancho and Rashford, it'll be invaluable. It'll be, it'll be, that will be a world-class front four, isn't it? So, you know, it's very important that we get him in. Um, anyway, uh, you know, it's not going to be too long of an episode today. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got some questions that were asked on my personal Instagram account at United Lask. Go and follow that if you don't already. Uh, cheeky plug there. But we've got Sean's question where he said, what are, he asked me what my thoughts are on fans being back in stadiums. I mean, I, I, you know, I think obviously it's, it's probably good that fans aren't back in stadiums because we need to stop the spread of the virus and it's going back up again. And obviously that's not, that's not what we're here to talk about. This isn't the coronavirus cloud podcast. It's the United Cloud podcast. But uh, you know, the issue is is that there is a global pandemic and everyone's safety must be dealt with first. And yeah, you see other countries might have some fans back, but for whatever reason, over here, we can't do that yet because the cases are rising. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think we should have fans back or is it too not, early? It's, it's not time yet, is it? We, we, we can't have it. We can't have fans back with cases rising every day. But as you said, it's not the coronavirus podcast, but fans will be back when it's safer fans to be back. Yeah, I mean, I certainly can't wait to, to, to get back. I mean, I was I was looking forward to going to the Bournemouth game, which we won 5-2. I was meant to be going to that last season and couldn't go due to the virus. And, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of action for us to, for us to see at Old Trafford and maybe we'll get to watch Jaden Sancho. Who knows? Um, right, Tamid. Sorry, I think his name's Tamid. Yeah, he says, uh, what, what got you into making United Cloud and your podcast? Keep up the good work. Well, I mean, we were having a chat, weren't we, about, about the podcast? And we just kind of thought, you know what? Let, let's let, let's give it a go because we really felt that you know for Instagram pages, not many of them have a associated podcast, and we thought there was a bit of a gap in the market there. And we thought we could do a you know a decent enough job at it. And as I said last episode, you know we we're going to see how the project goes. It might not be successful. It might be successful, but I was really really happy with everyone's uh, you know thanks to all your nice comments. It was really good to see, really nice reaction to the last video, and hopefully we can continue in that vein. The reason we did this really is just it's two friends talking about something they're passionate about and if it if it becomes anything more than that it becomes anything more than that but for now we're just having fun yeah exactly and it'd be great to get all of you guys involved as well because you know i i really I, i'm really proud of of my you know follower base on instagram and you know you guys have really been really supportive of me so you know getting you guys involved would be great as well and we'll, we'll you know in the future we'll look to getting some other people involved too but you know uh, us two we will be the mainstays on this podcast um as for the Instagram page itself, I mean, it was a bit of a joke. Um, I made it, um, it was called United Sergi after Milinkovic Savage. I made it as literally a joke because I was like trying to, you know, drive up rumours about Milinkovic Savage to Manchester United. And I thought it was really funny. And I like the guy. I thought he was a great player. But obviously he never came. And that was back in 2018. And then I changed it to United Cloud once I realised it was getting some serious traction. And people were actually enjoying it. And... Well, then it then it became something more serious, and look, look where we are now. It's been really successful. I'm, I couldn't be happier with how it's gone, and you know how much everyone seems to be enjoying it. Um, anyway, just a little bit more on transfers. Obviously, we've got our little, we've got. Oh, I'm not going to say his name, but we've got a journalist coming on next week. Um, he's obviously going to be talking us through the last week of the window and who Manchester United are looking at. Uh, what do you think the probability is of us getting Tellez and Sancho? I think we'll definitely get Sancho. I know it's it's a bold prediction, but why would you why would you follow a player for so long? Why would you agree personal terms if you've known the fee from the beginning? And been why would you not be willing to pay it? I just think it 
doesn't seem right. And I don't know how that would go down with the fans if we don't sign Sancho. That's why I've always been confident that we will get him. Tell us it's a hard one because he seems to be pushing for the move himself, which, yeah. which is what I think will be the defining factor in us getting him. But it's a tough one because no one's really reporting a fee agreed, although we've had personal terms seemingly agreed for so long. Yeah, I mean, the, the fee for Tellers isn't very much at all, but you have got to bear in mind, I, I, you know, I don't like Manchester United haggling over fees for transfers. I think, you know, we're the biggest club in the world, we should just be paying the money. But when you see players like Tellers, you know, £20 million for a quality left back, even if he's just going to be a backup to Luke Shaw, which I personally think he'll probably phase him out. Would you agree with that? I'd agree with that. I think he's too good in an attacking sense. And the defensive sense, we don't. People say he's no good defensively, but we don't know till we see him. Because let's be honest, not none of us have really seen him play too much. No, yeah, hardly. And you know, it'd be really interesting to see how he would do in the Premier League if he does come to Manchester United this summer. Uh, he would be an outstanding buy in my book, and you know, he'd be a very cheap player to get. You know, twenty million pounds for a player of his quality is, is a bargain. And we've had success buying in Portugal recently, of course. So hopefully, we can do it again. As for Sancho. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the fact of the matter is we've been chasing him for ages. He's been quite well documented to be Solskjaer's top target since he got the job. So, well, even before that, since he came into the club, I think he realised, right, I've got, obviously, back when he came in, I've got Lingard on the right wing. I need to improve that. Yeah, maybe I've got Greenwood coming through, but ideally, I'm bringing in Jadon Sancho. Why? Because he's a generational talent. And because of much anything else, I think he's a Manchester United player. You look at the way he plays, he expresses himself on the football pitch. He's really got goals and assists in him. He's, you know, tenacious, passionate about, the, about his club. Um, and I'm sure he'll be great for United. You know, he's, he's obviously friends of Rashford and, you know, the England boys as well. So we've got some, got some decent contacts in there. And, yeah, I think it's absolutely essential for Manchester United to go to that next level that we do go by Jadon Sancho. And most importantly as well, I do think it will be quite a big hit to our pride if we don't get him. You know, you see the way, what's that guy on Twitter called? The Barisha Dortmund fan. What's Bruce what's James. Bruce James. Yeah, Barish James. You know, I see all of those lot bantering us about, about Sancho as the saga's unfolded. And I think, oh, you know, we've really got to make sure we get him, get our hands on him now because end of the day, Manchester United need to bully Borussia Dortmund and show them who's boss. And you know, we get Sancho on board and we're looking at some serious, serious talent in our team and we're looking at going places. Um, one, anyway, thing we, I, one thing we do have to remember, though, is when Sancho comes in, he is just a 20-year-old kid at the end of the day. We, we should expect big things from him, but if he doesn't perform straight away, we have to remember how young he is, just because he's already done yeah. so much in his career. The Premier League is obviously not an easy league to adapt to, so we need to give him time and back him. Oh yeah, certainly. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to entertain anyone turning on him if we do sign him and he doesn't, you know, perform to the highest level. But personally, I think he will perform to that high level because, I mean, you look at the way Havertz is doing at Chelsea now. Like he seems to have got a bit of confidence, but he's going to take his time to adapt. But I, I feel like Sancho is the next level to Havertz, and I feel like Sancho is an excellent, excellent player who, as I said before, is a Manchester United footballer. You know, he's a player who fits in this team perfectly, historically and now. So. It's a no-brainer. Get him in the club, and I'm sure he'll be fantastic from the off. But as you say, we need to back him. Um, anyway, um, everyone's better stay tuned next week because we have got a very special guest coming on who's going to give us some really good insight with regards to the transfer market, given that we've only got a week left of the window, which is quite hard to believe, isn't it? It seems to have flown by. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll probably look at wrapping up there. And see you all next week. Bye-bye.